From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to another fun-filled week of adventures in podcasting within black and white. The new definition of color commentary. And yes, I am your baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, as well as your host, uh, you can always contact us via email in blackandright at gmail.com or you can go to our website in blackandright.net and on our website, just scroll down a little bit from the top and you can get a link to our Rumble page where we have in black and right daily and other videos that I've done and we're looking to do even more. Just having a little bit of an issue with, uh, <laughs> sadly... Uh, technology, but we're going to be doing more uh, with that. So at least until we got that straightened out, uh, we're going to deal uh, with just audio only for now. But my friends, we've got plenty in the news for sure, but uh, I got something that just absolutely just blew my mind over the weekend uh, when I was talking to... Um, Oh, actually, not talking to, but listening to a message at church yesterday. Uh, and it was just crazy. Because this is something that just almost made me leap out of my chair uh, when the person who was uh, ministering uh, was talking. And yet, she gave it straight up to my fellow believers that, y'all, we are in wartime. We are absolutely full-blown in wartime. And it absolutely bugs the daylights out of me. The message I've been trying to get across to people for the last two years, uh, finally it took somebody to say it yesterday and I almost just leaped out of my chair going, thank you! Because to my wonderful Christian brothers and sisters, we are at war. And what's even scarier, my friends, is the fact that evil isn't hiding anymore. Oh no, it's nowhere close to hiding anymore. It is now in your face, up in your grill, and defies you to do something. I mean, we see it. Uh, even just recently, uh, Riley Gaines, uh, the, women, the woman swimmer, gets attacked uh, giving a talk at San Francisco State. And apparently the idiots in the administration want to coddle them and call them brave. No! They're not brave. They're freaking anarchists. Uh, also, at the Tennessee State Capitol in Nashville, we have all kinds of folks. There were protesters, a lot of them were from out of state, who wanted to pull a January 6th style riot on the floor of the Tennessee House of Representatives. And it was led by a couple of goofy, dang black folks 
who are lawmakers, uh, they were, they weren't, and now they are again because their counties sent them back to the legislature like complete and total freaking idiots. But, my friends, oh yeah, it is absolutely all kinds of weird. Now, if you don't think, uh, if you think I'm just kidding, this is something I saw over the weekend. Uh, first, I saw it on Steve Bannon's War Room, and I listened to it, and I thought, oh dear God, this is, you want to talk about evil right up in your grill? Hang tight. Listen to this. Uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to see it, but you should be able to hear it. So, listen to this. not an in-your-face, I dare you to do something to the Christian community, to the faith community, Protestants, Catholics, whatever, Jewish, doesn't matter. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a full-blown, full-grown, straight-up mess. Now, if you don't think evil exists, there's no help for you. Nothing short of divine intervention will help you. But if you're a person of faith, these people, the satan these satanic temples are taking these after-school Satan clubs everywhere. They want to go nationwide. And they've already got Colorado, Virginia. Uh, they want to try one in Georgia. There are other states, uh, North Carolina even. My beloved home state has one of these. 
They want the they want it full blown, full grown, in your face, and they're targeting your kids, your grandkids. Aged is five to about twelve is their target audience. An after school Satan club? I'm sorry, but what in the heck are they ever gonna learn at a Satan club? And especially if they're if your kids, you know, you grew them, you, know, you grew them up and taught them the things of God, taught them the Word of God, and here's all of a sudden their buddy Satan, uh, who wants to say no, hell doesn't really exist. Satan's not real. He's just an imaginary friend. Yeah, right. Try and go and uh, try and pull that one on me. That's a no. Been there, done that. I've seen some stuff, okay? I have seen demons go after people. Heck, even gone after me. Now, I normally wouldn't say something like that because it was a very personal experience for me. And it was, in some ways, just plain dangerous. And, <laughs> okay. Now, but... This is part of the evil that the deep state is doing in Washington. I mean, it's just an offshoot of this, except the audience is different. So yes, so we are in we are in wartime. This is essentially like the London Blitz in World War II that Churchill and the British had to endure, uh, and it's the same now. Just you know, the enemy's pretty much the same, be it the not if it was the Nazis then, it's these Satanists now and satanic temples and these statues that I even saw a picture of one of these just satanic demonic altars at the state cap at the Arizona State Capitol in Phoenix. I used to live in Phoenix. And this is just a mess that this type of thing would be allowed anywhere, much less a school district. <laughs> I thought the local school district around here in uh, Swanee County, uh, a friend of mine, the I know the superintendent, good man, good solid Christian man, but <laughs> I kind of thought, how long would it take if he allowed one of these in any of the public schools around here, how long would it take for the parents to take his head and the heads of the school board and put them on a pike. They would be ticked off. And deservedly so. So no, Satan ain't your buddy. He does exist. And just because you might not be a fan of Jesus, you might not like the Bible or whatever, it doesn't change the fact that it still says, it is better for a millstone to be hung around your neck than to do this to kids. Little kids. I'm like, mm-mm, there's nothing cool about it. There's nothing great about it. There is no truth. Hell does exist. And if you don't think so, you are absolutely free to think that. But when the day comes and your heart stops beating and you go before God, you might just be in for the surprise of your eternity. 
And that's just being, that's the nice version, okay? That's just the nice version. So, for the Christian community, wake the heck up, read the memo, it is wartime. And it's going to get even more intense down the road. And if you think I'm just kidding, okay, you can think that. But when it does happen and it shows up at your door, up in your grill, uh, I might just have to say, you know, to borrow from Rush Limbaugh, see, I told you so. I don't want to be like that because this is serious stuff. But good freaking night, folks. Wake up and go to war because that's exactly what we're in. Major League Warfare. Period. End of discussion on that. Ugh. Ay, 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 Well, anyway. Along the same lines of evil uh, in schools, well, here's one for you, and I gotta love this. This is a sort of an addendum to a story I did last week about the Atlanta public schools uh, segregating kids in a summer school program. White kids in one room, black kids in another room. Uh, frankly, what are you going to do with the Hispanic kids? I mean, I haven't heard much about that. But now this whole nonsensical thing <coughs> excuse me, has now hit, of all places, one of the great capitals of wokeism. <laughs> Yippo! Seattle, Washington, a place I know well. I lived there for over eight years. I've uh, been in the Puget Sound area many, 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 many times. And it's the, along the same line as what happened in Atlanta. Now, the school district uh, hasn't responded uh, to any of the warnings that have been uh, sent to them by an organization called Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism. A year. Same in Atlanta. And now, all of a sudden, a civil rights complaint has been filed. So, part of the story. Seattle Public Schools find, could find itself mired in a federal civil rights investigation for separating students by race in multiple programs a month after it hastily removed racial eligibility criteria from a potluck that implicitly excluded whites and Jews. Oh, oh baby. Oh. oh, my, my, my. They're going to do it all over the place. And, and you can't do that. This is why we have a Civil Rights Act of 64, the year I was born. Now you've got this nonsense going on. And I said last week, when I heard about this in Atlanta, the irony did not escape me. Because Atlanta, the hometown and birthplace of Martin Luther King Jr., is now dealing with the same crap that he gave his life to stop. 
the content of character versus the color of their skin. And this absolutely sickens me to no end. That it's now happening literally on the East Coast and the West Coast. How many other school districts, you know, blue city mayors, blue city school districts are going to allow this nonsense? How many, how many more? So we've got Atlanta, we've got now Seattle. Who's next? Chicago? New York? I mean, it's, the list could be endless of all the cities that are going to try this crap. Segregation of kids in schools in 2023? Uh, no, thank you. Absolutely not. It's wrong, it's sick, it's twisted, and again, it's evil. Racism and segregation are straight-up evil. No different than these after-school Satan clubs because it comes from the same source. And yes, parents, black parents, white parents, Hispanic parents, doesn't matter. Keep an eye on your school district and your school board if they're going to try to pull this. Because if they've done it, if they'll do it once, I promise you, they'll try it again and again and again in different forms, but it's still the same twisted evil. So there's that. Oh, let's see, what else? Oh, yes, of course, today, in New York City, the House Judiciary Committee with Chairman Jim Jordan, and you have also Matt Gates, Elise Stefanik, other MAGA Republicans uh, there uh, for the hearing, and, of course, the, uh, the Democrats like uh, Ranking Member uh, Jerry Nadler, New York City elitist Democrat blowhard, and his royal shiftiness, Adam Schiff, Mr. Pencilneck Melonhead, there trying to somehow protect Alvin Bragg and his incompetence in his office. So there's that, and I'm hoping tomorrow I'll be able to get some of that um, on either on social media or to get it on the air here. But again, here's another fun one. A little bit of evil and corruption from, uh, of all places, the Joe Biden campaign. Yay! <laughs> another great headline. Congressional probe uncovers ties between Biden campaign and the security letter dismissing the Hunter laptop. Now, the Hunter Biden laptop during the uh, 2020 election, oh yes, we had this letter from 51 freaking traders who said, essentially, that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Yeah, we now know quite well that that is a crock of bull. And now... Just reading just this little first part of the story from just the news. And this is John Solomon's piece. John Solomon is not to be messed with. The man is just awesome. So his story, aided 
uh, just reading the first uh, paragraph here in the story. Aided by two Obama-era witnesses, congressional investigators led by House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan have developed the first evidence that a letter from security experts that falsely dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop as Russian disinformation during the 2020 election had ties to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Ooh, hello. Let's go a little further. Jordan told Just the News he expects to release a report from the House panel on the weaponization of government later this month that lays out evidence and the players behind the notorious letter. Well, I added the notorious, that's... But anyway, which many Republicans now say was a consequential interference in the last presidential election. Well now, this has got to be interesting. We now have... Jim Jordan and his subcommittee on the weaponization of government apparently now has evidence and whistleblowers and other testimony linking uh, this messed up letter and many of the 51 signatories to that letter, including John Brennan, the former CIA director, who is a real piece of crap, and even had the unmitigated gall to go on uh, CNN over the weekend to try and essentially say that, well, Liz Cheney was right in criticizing uh, the 21-year-old Jack Teixeira, who was just arrested last week uh, for, uh, on, the esp on espionage charges and leaking classified information. So, first of all, keep in mind, folks, Liz Cheney is no longer in Congress. She lost her, um, her, she lost her primary bid by 40 points out there in Wyoming. 40 points. She is lame. She is messed up. And she's really irrelevant and should be ignored completely. But given the fact that John Brennan, a real lying sack of crap himself, is telling, is trying to give some sort of credibility to Liz Cheney and her uh, criticisms of Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, that is a double laugh. Now, frankly, uh, Brennan and all the other dingbats who signed up on this letter, they don't want, in, they do not want Trump in office because I'm willing to bet somebody like a Cash Patel or anybody like that, I promise you, they will have their, all, I mean, all of them, they will have all of their security clearances canceled. And that would scare a lot of people. And I hope it happens because they lied. I consider them traitors. And what they did as far as political interference in an election, oh man. Uh, I mean, anybody who doesn't think that that was election interference is a dingbat. And they are completely disconnected from reality. So that's a big mess right there. Oh, so let's take a look. Some other news. Uh, apparently, here's one from the Dingbat Territory. From California, uh, 
This story. California proposal calls for income-based utility bills. High earners pay most for regardless of usage. <laughs> that, my friends, is some weirded out version of trying to pay, you know, the rich need to pay their fair share. This is messed up. When you've got California who has a messed up energy grid as it stands, number one, two, summer ain't that far away. And I'm sure you're going to deal with all kinds of rolling blackouts, brownouts, whatever. And especially on those hot days, especially in Southern Cal and even Northern California. Um, places like Redding that can get up to 110 plus degrees in the summer. And yet, here we have the most messed up, messed up concept for paying utility bills that I have ever seen in my life. I mean, just reading the story and looking at this chart with, comp with utilities such as San Diego Gas and Electric, uh, PG&E, and Southern California Edison, along with the Public Utilities Commission of California? Yeah, okay, here we go. This fixed-rate proposal goes as follows. If you make less than $28,000 a year, your utility bill is going to be $15 a month. If you make between $28,000 and $69,000, $20 a month. $69,000 to $180,000, which is huge, a huge uh, margin, $51 a month. And if you make over $180,000 a year, your, your utility bill is going to be $85 a month. Now, keep in mind, if you're someone in that upper income bracket, but you don't use that much energy, you're still going to have to pay it. Period. And in California... With all of these millionaires, Silicon billionaires in Silicon Valley, Hollywood, and other places. Yeah, let's see how long it's going to take for y'all to uh, be okay with this. Seriously. Because I certainly wouldn't be, even though I don't make that much. To have that, instead of being based on usage, you pay a certain amount just because of the money you make. Wrong on all kinds of counts. Ay, 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 ay. Ugh. This is another reason why California is off of its ever-loving rocker, and I'm surprised that it still exists. Because I fully expect for California to implode if they continue this foolishness. Where are they going to get the money? for all of these programs. Because the millionaires and the billionaires in Hollywood and Silicon Valley and other places, they're not going to put up with it. They're going to take themselves completely out of the picture. So, yay happy. So, I'm just, if they actually implement this, oh man, I'm going to keep a certain eye on this because I've got family in California and it's just, ugh. Let's see how this plan works 
in a blackout or a, ro a rolling blackout or a brownout. Let's take a look and see how that works. So anyway, folks, I'm just going to say thank you for listening. I'm going to call it a day today. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you can also catch our Rumble page in Black and White Daily. Uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a pause here because got to get it. We got to get this all figured out. Um, but we will we will be back on the video version, and we will certainly be around for the audio version. So with that in mind, my friends, take care of yourselves. Have a great week. We'll be back tomorrow for more adventures in podcasting. And always remember that patriots come in all colors.